from KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. It has been called the biggest election snafu in Oregon history and the most embarrassing thing that's happened in Clackamas County in a long time. We're talking about the ballot counting debacle in Oregon's May primary. Blurry barcodes on ballots printed by a Bend company couldn't be read by vote counting machines and had to be duplicated by hand, delaying results for weeks in key races, including the U.S. House race in District 5. Clackamas County Elections Chief Sherry Hall said the problem came to light two weeks earlier, yet the clerk didn't have a plan to count the votes in a timely manner. The ballot fiasco infuriated many voters, candidates and state leaders. Hall was first elected as clerk 20 years ago and continues to be reelected. This is her sixth run. Because she is elected, she can't be fired by officials. It's up to voters in November to decide whether Hall keeps her job or not. In this episode of Straight Talk, we will hear from Sherry Hall on why she thinks she should be reelected and her explanation for what happened. Also, Hall's opponent in the race, Catherine McMullen, joins us. She's an elections administrator for Multnomah County with 15 years of public service experience. McMullen will join us in our next segment. But first, I'm pleased to welcome as my guest, current Clackamas County Clerk, Sherry Hall. Clerk Hall, welcome to Straight Talk, your first time here with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, it's great to be here with you. Well, Sherry, I guess the big question here is with what happened with the ballot counting in May and then the uproar over it, the bug really stops with you as the clerk you were in charge. Why should voters reelect you? Well, I do have 20 years experience and um, I don't get uh, emotional about things that happen like happened in May. Uh, I don't fold under pressure. I can still do the correct and accurate uh, work that's required, even though we had a lot of pressure with this whole May election. I stay calm and supportive of my staff um, with no blame given to anyone. We just are here and we need to have a remedy and move forward, which is what we did. And um, with all of the staff, there's a lot of years of experience with us. There's about 52 years of elections experience and the staff operates very well under pressure or just that things go very smoothly. And the clerk does more than just elections. Um, and I have experience with Board of Property Tax Appeals, with elections, with recording of real property records, and we sell marriage licenses and domestic partnerships in that office also. Okay, Sherry, let me, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here just in the okay. interest of time. How, you said you don't get emotional about what happened, but how do you feel about what happened in the May primary? I feel horrible because since 2020, there's just been so much distrust and we should be building trust in voters. And that is not what happened with this issue that came up, but we did not do it. It was done by the printer who's printed ballots for us for 10 years. And this is the first problem we've ever had with the printer. Are you sorry about it? People have said you don't seem remorseful at all. I'm very sorry about it, but I couldn't change it. We had to count every ballot. Voters should have just voted like they normally do. And then when the ballots got to our office, there was a ton more work to do. In fact, of the 115,000 ballots received in that election, we duplicated more than 60,000 of them. And that's very time consuming. 
and we did finish on time because uh, the period of time allowed by law between eight o'clock election night and the date of certification is really to give us time to address things like this. We've never had anything to this magnitude ever, but we did finish everything on time. Which is by June 13th, actually, that certification, but almost a month later, no other county had to wait that long. Do you think you owe an apology to voters and candidates? I think I said I'm sorry a couple times with live press. I haven't put anything in writing. I could do that. Um, I think it would be good for everyone to know exactly what went on and um so let's talk about that the, the primary was may 17th and you said you knew about the problem on may 3rd two weeks earlier when the first ballots came in and the election workers put them through the vote counting machines and i think you mentioned to me about two-thirds of them were rejected you've been criticized for not coming up with a plan then to make sure election night counting went smoothly why didn't you why didn't you have a plan we did have a plan, but we were only uh, getting small numbers of ballots. Uh, by Friday before Election Day, we were at 15% turnout. And come Election Day, uh, well, first of all, Monday, 17,041 ballots came in. And then on Tuesday, Election Day, 38,937 came in, which totally boosted our turnout to 36 or so percent. And then the day after election day, because we can accept postmarks, we picked up like several uh, trays of ballots from the post office for a total of almost 9,000 ballots. So the turnout just totally increased hugely Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But and you, that's when we need, we knew we need to staff up more. Right. But you've been a clerk for 20 years. Shouldn't you have planned for that possibility of a bigger turnout, which is a good problem to have more people voting? And you were offered help from right. what's been reported. Why didn't you take the extra help? Well, we did eventually, but we were also comparing to five previous elections. Uh, and one of the primaries that we checked with, checked with was only um, like, I have the numbers here. Um, 20, 20 some percent turnout. And so we just, we weren't getting the numbers and Marion County and Clackamas County were being compared with that because I have a list of also all the headlines, you know, that came out with this. And so once we had the huge turnout, we definitely staffed up and we also opened a second ballot processing room. But you didn't, we keep, had about, you didn't keep counting through the weekend, that weekend while uh, people yes. waited for results. Why didn't you keep counting through the weekend? Okay, we have our regular election workers that we hire through a temp agency. And we asked everyone if they could work on the weekend and nobody would, well, there were a few, but we didn't even have a half crew. And so we didn't work through the weekend but we did work through the following two weekends. Well, the ballot mishap, had, the ballot mishap cost the county of Clackamas some money. Here, here's Clackamas County Chair Tootie Smith at a recent commission meeting. What happened with our elections, yes, was a printing error. However, decisions could have been made to avert the necessity of spending over 6,000 employee hours and almost $600,000 if the clerk had acted sooner. She is an independent elected official. We encouraged her to do that. She refused.
So she says the ballot problems cost the county and taxpayers $600,000. Does that bother you? It totally bothers me, but I feel good about the fact that the money was completely in my budget to pay for everything. We did not have to borrow money from the county general fund. But what you've told me is that that was because that there were going to be two special elections that the county budgeted for $600,000. The special elections didn't happen, so if you hadn't have all the problems in May, you would have had a $600,000 surplus, right? That's correct. Yes. Uh, Correct. I want to ask you about uh, the election going on right now. There's a special election that uh, voters are just getting their ballots in Oregon City and one in Oak Lodge in the Water District. And we've become aware of a potential problem that some voters in Oregon City may have gotten the voters pamphlet insert for the other special election going on in your county, the Oak Lodge Water Services Authority with its candidates. What happened there with that swap? Okay, the ballots uh, were shipped to the mail house last week. Our staff was in the mail house on Monday to do the inserting of the ballots, which was about 50,000 ballots altogether for both. And we just learned today that an Oregon City voter who is in precinct 600, she reportedly got the wrong ballot, but it was actually the wrong voter pamphlet sheet because for each uh, race, Oregon City Mayor and Oak Lodge Water Authority, the voters pamphlet sheets sound like they were mixed up. The uh, mail house, you know, does that. I'm not sure why it happened, but we have gotten calls in the office today and we are sending the correct voters sheet or voters pamphlet to each voter that asks. It's also on our website, so anyone can check there if they want to, you know, read it now. Well, opponents and, and critics will say that's just another example of a lack of attention to detail. And Clerk Hall, the, the ballot mishap in the May primary wasn't the first problem. Now, I have a, like three pages of errors of it that you've had in your office over the last 20 years. In 2010, you mistakenly placed a race met for November on the May ballot, and that cost the county $100,000 to correct. In 2012, an elections worker was accused and eventually indicted for filling in a few incomplete ballots for Republican candidates, raising questions about your office's election protocols. In 2013, your office misprinted the date of the election in the voter pamphlet for a Wilsonville special election, and the list goes on and on over the years. So why should voters trust you with this critical job of overseeing Clackamas County elections? How do you explain that? I saw the list show up on my screen that you just read from. Not all of those were, were elections office errors. Uh, in 2018, there was someone who complained that my name was on some election material. The law had not taken effect in 18. It came in later. And my name cannot be on any election material if my name is on the ballot. And in 2010, the race being put on the ballot, our county had just gone from three to five commissioners. I think we're the only county in the state that is not home rule that has five commissioners. And that was the way it should have been. There was another, uh, there was others who read it differently, but my attorney that I've had since that time, that was correctly placed on the ballot. And it had to do with five in a non-home rule county. The law speaks to home rule differently than general law. Well, people say and it I'm, sounds like you're not taking responsibility for any of this, that you're shirking the blame. 
I'm not shirking the blame. I'm just stating the reason that it was how it was. And um, the paper report errors that people should get their information from a trusted source that knows the law. Well, on May 22nd, as ballots were still being counted, the Oregonian's editorial board called for you to resign as Clackamas County clerk. They said with hundreds of county employees now diverted to processing ballots to ensure voters' choices are recorded before a state certification deadline, Hall's profound mishandling of the May election is cause enough for the elected clerk to resign. But her deflection of accountability makes clear the need for Clackamas County elected officials and voters to demand it. Did you ever consider resigning, Sherry? No, no, I did not. But you said that you, you've, you felt pressure, you felt the heat. There was a lot, a three weeks straight of lots of media. I really appreciate my county because our administrator has led with the idea of we are one county, one team, and people stepped in to help others. They did it with the election. I was very grateful for that, and so were I'm sure the candidates and the voters. And there has been many other areas where the same thing has happened. This is that's a, how. The, this is your opportunity. We're almost out of time, but here's an opportunity for you to to make a final pitch to voters about 30 seconds of why you think you should be reelected. I did state that um, anyone who wants answers to any of the questions that have come up here can email or call me and I can uh, talk with them about each separate piece. Um, I love the work of the uh, clerk and I just hate the politics and this has been so politicized. Why do you think it's politicized? Because this is a nonpartisan race and non, you're a nonpartisan official and this affected both uh, parties in, in the, the candidates and the voters. Why do you say it's political? Uh, and another example, San Joaquin County, California had the very same problem with barcodes and their printer sent crews of people down to help them. Our printer did not, but thankfully my county administrator uh, reassigned many, anyone who would uh, want to do it to work elections. And we so appreciated that. Uh, uh Sherry, I have Technology to stop you there. Fails. I have to stop you there. Okay. We're out of time. But thank you, Clackamas County okay. Clerk Sherry Hall, for joining us. We appreciate it. Up next, we meet Clerk Hall's opponent in the November election. Candidate Catherine McMullen joins us. We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to Stray Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. We're talking to the two candidates in the election for Clackamas County Clerk. We heard from incumbent Sherry Hall in our first segment. Now we'll meet challenger Catherine McMullen. Here's a little bit about her. McMullen is certified by the Oregon Association of County Clerks as an elections administrator for Multnomah County, where she also serves as program specialist. She got her undergraduate degree from UC Davis, a master's from the University of Washington, and an executive master in public administration from the Hatfield School of Government at Portland State. McMullen is also a former librarian and has 15 years of public service experience. She lives in Clackamas County in West Lynn. Welcome to my guest, candidate for Clackamas County Clerk, Catherine McMullen. Welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you so much, Laurel. I'm so glad to be here. This is your first time running for office. At what point did you decide to jump into this county clerk's race in Clackamas County and why? Yeah, um, so I've always been the one counting the ballots, never the person on the ballot. And I wanted to have elections be better in the county where I lived. And to do that, I had to run for office. 
So in May of 2021, after the special election, I told myself now is the time to decide for sure if you want to you know, jump into this and be a public figure and run for county clerk so that you can approve elections in the county where you live. And so in June, I declared and started raising funds in July of 2021. And then just it's been one big adventure from there. I've planted trees. Um, I've been in parades. Uh, you know, learned a lot of things, you know, fundraising um, and all these things that I didn't get to do in my role as an elections administrator. So when you decided to run, it was before what happened in the May 2022 primary. Yes, of course. Yeah, it was well before that. Um, I actually, you know, being working in a neighboring county as a fellow elections administrator, I wasn't unfamiliar um, with the current clerk's errors. Um, you know, I first experienced it in May of 2016 when a box of ballots in Clackamas County got forgotten and uncounted. And it wasn't until after the election was certified that that box was found. And then, um, you know, the Clackamas County as well as neighboring counties had to then reopen their election and amend it to count the ballots that had been turned in, but then had gotten lost. So you heard uh, what happened in May, of course, mm -hmm. on this primary in Clackamas County, and then you heard what Sherry Hall had to say. If you had been clerk in this May's primary with the, the blurred ballots, what would you have done differently? Yeah, I've been asked that question a lot um, since that has happened, and I look at it in two different parts. There's prevention of the problem, and then there's how you respond to the problem. And so when you look at prevention, I look at project management skills and having strong procedures where you actually make sure that the ballots are accurate before you send them to the voters. There are a number of counties in the state that will actually have a supervisor go and supervise the printing of the ballots at the vendor, and then also the inserting of the ballot and other materials before they go to the voters. So you can do a spot check and make sure it's accurate. So that's a preventive measure. And then you go to, oh, this happened. So I learned on May 4th, um, as a member of the public, as a voter, that it had happened. And the first thing I did was sit down and go, okay, it takes about two, two and a half minutes to duplicate a ballot. If it's 10% of ballots, how many staff hours is that gonna be? How many hours do we need to start building in? Um, you know, it was going to be a huge project, and I hadn't ever experienced as an elections administrator an error of that scope and magnitude. So there's the prevention of the problem, and then how you respond to it, and how you take responsibility or choose not to take responsibility. How would you problems. have responded to it? You said you calculated how long it would take. How would you have done that? Yeah, so um, knowing it takes about two and a half minutes to duplicate a ballot, you need two election workers from two different parties to then work together. I would have worked with the county and with other parts of, you know, other elections administrators in the state um, to bring the staff together and also perhaps a staffing agency that we would need. And then also gone um, from that and work that into the schedule so that we were treating it like the emergency that it was from the beginning of knowing about it rather than waiting until we had very few election results on election night and it became um, what was seen as you know a crisis by the public. And, and what Sherry Hall said is as there was, she didn't anticipate how many votes there would be. There was low voter turnout to begin with. Uh, how would you have handled that as a clerk? Yeah, I, I don't think that's quite accurate. Um, Generally, voters vote towards the end, towards election day, and we did um, statewide have more voters vote later in the cycle, but you can still look and see what were the last elections like, um, how many ballots get turned in on these days, what percentage of, percentage of ballots are affected right now, and then carry that percentage into election day. And then you know the scope. 
and then you see, oh, well, 50,000, 60,000 ballots, that's a lot of ballots to duplicate. You know, this particular race, a lot of clerk races, kind of go under the radar. The Oregonian reported in Hall's last uh, race, so these are four-year terms in 2018, 52,000 voters didn't vote down the ballot. They didn't bother to vote in the clerk's race. What do you want voters to know about the importance of this race and this office that they should vote? Yeah, um, local elections are very important and they count and they affect your life in ways that maybe national elections don't. They affect your life on a day-to-day -day basis. And the county clerk is the office that oversees elections and makes sure it all comes together and works for the candidates, for the voters, and for the public at large. And this is, if you think about it, it's like the foundation of a house, the county clerk office. Um, and it has that relationship where it builds the connection between the citizen and the election office. And also, you know, the county clerk isn't just in charge of elections. They also do recording and they issue marriage licenses and the county clerk can actually choose to officiate weddings. And so they provide these essential government services that affect almost every American's life. Um, and just you have to make sure that you're providing those services in a way that welcomes the whole community. Um, and that makes this race really critical because it, it's an expression of how your government relates to you as a person. Well, besides trying to prevent something like what mm -hmm. we saw in May happen, what else would be your top priorities? Yeah, so first would be to build trust and accuracy back into the system. Um, we have an issue with chain of custody with ballots, and that is from when the ballot gets returned to the elections office until it's counted and then stored away. Um, there aren't necessarily good processes in place in the current office to make sure that all ballots are counted. You know, an example being that box of ballots that was set aside in the mist. Um, and then also whenever we have big scale projects like duplicating you know, 60,000 ballots that you have that process in place. Um, in addition, improving communication and then very much having accurate and timely election results on election night and then every day afterwards. And you mentioned marriages right now. Sherry mm -hmm. Hall's not officiating marriages um, after Oregon passed a same-sex marriage, that law. What would happen under your guidance if you were a clerk? Yeah, so I would provide that service um, to the community and to the citizens. It's something that the Oregon Constitution allows county clerks to do. Um, they shall officiate wedding licenses, which means that they have to, not officiate, sorry, sign marriage licenses because they have to, but they also may officiate weddings. And I think it's important that we are clear that we're welcome to the whole community, um, you know, no matter who you love and who you are, and that I would then officiate weddings again for everyone. And about 30 seconds before I give you a final thought, uh, also voter outreach is something you've worked on. Can you give us a quick, a quick summary on that? Yeah, so um, I started the first voter education and outreach program at the county level here in the state of Oregon. And what we did was we identified where underrepresented and historically marginalized communities lived um, and what needs they were so that they could become successful voters. And that when we talk about um, you know, marginalized communities, we're talking about voters with disabilities, we're talking about our veterans, senior citizens, voters whose English is their second language. Um, there's just a whole range of voters that need a little extra help to be successful voters. And providing good communication and resources and accurate information um, and being that trusted um, authority on elections and being welcoming at the same time is really important in how we can achieve that. And we have about 30 seconds for you to have a final thought for voters. Yeah, so thank you so much for being for allowing me to be here. Uh, for me, it's really important that we have a trusted, accurate, and transparent elections moving forward, that the elections are safe and secure, um, and that we um, also can officiate weddings for everyone. Um, 
as well as make sure that all of our processes and recordings are you know, open and secure for everyone. Catherine McMullen, thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk. And our thanks also to Clerk Sherry Hall for joining us earlier. The election is Tuesday, November 8th. And thank you for watching Straight Talk. Join us next week when my guest is Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley. We'll see you next week for Straight Talk. Have a great week.